Michael and Heifert present This Week in Horror. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Heifert. And I'm Sickle, and we're Sickle and Heifert. We're the Unhallowed Reviewers, and we're going to be talking trailers and the usual stuff today. <laughs> We don't really have any news today. Um, I'm not sure what's going on, but I didn't find any like crazy news. Maybe there is some. I just well, you know, that, COVID. Yeah, <laughs> can't just blame everything on a pandemic world. Uh, but we did find some trailers. Uh, I kind of forgot. Did you Wait. watch this? Oh, go ahead. Well, oh, just for the heck of just for the heck of like you know, giving some kind of news. Um, you know, if you're looking for something new to watch, uh, New Mutants is out. So if you didn't want to go to the theater to see it, you can go see check that now. Um, it's it's available for streaming uh, for rent, so you'll have to pay for it. Uh, but also, come uh, come play um, is also just recently released um, to be able to watch, and that was recently in theaters as well. So if you're looking for something brand new, um, but you didn't want to go to a movie theater, then yeah, you can go check those out now. So there's your news for the day, week, whatever. Yeah. Good enough. I mean, yeah, as, as always, <laughs> there's like. Yeah, those two are coming out. I think we we're there's a bunch of stuff too. Like Spell came out finally, and oh yep, Spell. Uh, yeah. The Call, if you're into that thing, I think is out or is coming out soon. So, and the Dark and the Wicked, but we can talk about that later. Just thumbs down it. Just don't even talk about it. Just thumbs down it now. Thumbs, <laughs> thumbs down it now. The Brian Bertino let me down. Yeah, f you, Brian Bertino. I don't know who that is. Sorry. <laughs> I just, yeah, I just felt like supporting my friend. <laughs> uh, but let's move Thanks. on to some... Now you made Bertino cry. Good. He's crying. Probably somewhere. deserves it if you didn't like his movie. Um, <laughs> let's move on and talk about some trailers. Yeah, let's do it. So, uh, the first trailer I th- I put on here because I was like, oh my gosh, this looks like it could be the marriage of like one of my favorite movies and one of my other favorite movies that's also one of Sickle's favorite movies, which is The Thing. And this movie did kind of tote itself as that, so I, that also is why I wanted to talk about it, because it was like, it's like the thing, blah, 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 and you're like, okay, we got it again. But I saw the trailer, and I was like, maybe, maybe it's there. But it's like, it's called The Breach, it's got Bruce Willis in it, and I feel like there's very few movies that you could have, you could, uh, that have Bruce Willis in them that wouldn't be uh, described by saying it's like Die Hard meets the blank, you know? <laughs> this movie kind of looks like if Die Hard met the thing in Event Horizon, I guess. <laughs> it re- it reminds me of oh, this is gonna really bother me. Um, this movie with uh, Guy Pierce um, from a few years ago. Oh shoot, what was it called? What was it about? Um, Lockout. Lockout. Oh yeah, the um, space prison. Yes, and uh, like that movie was kind of goofy with some like like you know b plus level effects and and stuff but like the movie i thought was hilarious like i kind of just watched it like i was doing something else while i was watching it and i was like now yeah, this movie might actually deserve more of my attention than i'm giving it because it's kind of it's pretty funny and self-aware and lockout this one's was? uh the what yeah lockout and and the breach looks like that to me um but with an alien creature in it it, it looks like it has practical effects so like there's something happening there like there's scenes that, there is some yeah. but the cg doesn't look no great. no it looks very bad like <laughs> and there's a spaceship scene where it's flying out of, of an area and it looks really bad so i don't know i'm i'm like 
I hate Bruce Willis, but I love his yeah. movies. Like, I love everything that he does because of the things that he puts himself in. Like, Bruce Willis is, like, a terrible a terrible actor and a terrible person to work with, as far as I've heard. I haven't worked with him, obviously. That's what I've heard. Like, my, one of my favorite Bruce Willis movies is Cop Out, and I know everyone hates that movie. But I, that's the movie that made me realize that I don't like Bruce Willis. I just like all of his vehicles. <laughs> and so I'll probably like this movie right. a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it seems like, I, I, I don't know, like maybe he's been humbled and he was fun to work with on this movie. Yeah, I'm hoping because... he got Nick Cage really hard, which would be fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of Nick Cage, let's just move that one right to the top. Uh, <laughs> there's a movie coming out that everybody's heard of, I'm pretty sure, besides Sickle, uh, called Jiu-Jitsu. Where Nicolas Cage is using fight ninja fights, ninja fights. That's, is that racist? Fights with a katana and other people. <laughs> martial who, arts. Martial arts. Thank you. That's. But it's he's using the katana, but other people use martial arts. But yes, you're right. He uses yeah, yeah, martial arts right. to fight aliens in a once every X time period scenario where an alien comes to Earth and needs to fight a bunch of people in a very similar style to Mortal Kombat. <laughs> So, so basically exactly what you said it was. It's basically like Mortal Kombat meets Predator. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. It, yeah, it, and, like, yeah, exactly. It's like the reverse of Predator, like the movie with um, Adrian Brody, where like the alien's coming to Earth instead of vice versa. But it's like Mortal Kombat because this alien needs to specifically go fight the Jiu-Jitsu master. Who's, there's a bunch of Jiu-Jitsu masters, so. Yes. And, and it looks as ridiculous as it sounds, I think. Um, but... It it's also Nicholas Cage, so like, breach. it does, it does, and it, it looks, no, I mean, it looks like it'll be fun. I mean, like, it's kind of like one of, the, it's kind of what you've come to expect from every Nicholas Cage movie, where it's like, I don't think this is gonna be getting any awards for anything, mm. but it looks like it, it'll be at the very least entertaining. Um, it'll be either genuinely entertaining or enter- or so bad that it's entertaining because you get to laugh the whole time. And Nicolas Cage in that movie does the face-off thing. Like, he, he does, like, a crazy kind of face-off thing. And so, obviously, it's just for that. Like, just because I love face-off. I do. I love that movie, too. So, one. one of the movies that I saw a trailer for that I believe actually kind of got released in September, or at least got a limited release in September, was this movie called Sist. And this movie does not look good. Good like good like mm-hmm. it doesn't look like it's a movie that's going to be like a good horror movie for the family to watch right uh what it does look like is what we both really wanted from uh hospital dumpster divers at telluride horror fest where basically they use some new brand new technology to remove a cyst on someone's back and it mutates into a giant creature and starts killing everybody in this hospital but it's like really gory and super campy and i think there's a place for movies like that uh especially when they're really campy and funny and goofy um, and this movie kind of looks like that, so I thought it could be entertaining. Like, I don't think this movie's going to be super good. I just think it'll be entertaining. At least it has a potential to be entertaining. Yeah. It, it felt like, uh, kind of like Dead Alive, but instead of zombies, it's like a monster. Yeah. Nasty monster thing. More like a less serious um, so, version of Yummy, but like not with zombies. Yeah. So, like, I feel like going into it with the right mindset um, will help. And, like, going into it knowing, like, hey, I'm probably going to just be laughing, kind of making fun of this the whole time because they want me to. Um, and then hopefully enjoy the occasional practical effects gag. <laughs> uh, I feel like that's the right way to go into it. And so it could be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's definitely one of those movies that's going to behoove you to not take... It's going to behoove you to watch it under the right setting, you know? Yes. So, 
<laughs> but yeah, I put that one on there because like I haven't seen. I, I was very disappointed by Hospital Dumpster Divers, and I haven't seen a lot of movies like that lately. Um, so, one thing I want to interject here is I uh, saw somebody on Reddit who had said that the Wolf of Snow Hollow was a garbage movie, and a lot of the reason that they gave was the same reasons I gave, where they hated the main actor. Uh, they thought it was stupid mm-hmm. he was the producer and director of the movie. And, like, that... They mm-hmm. said... I don't know if I agree with this, but they said that the editing was terrible. And now, I'm not a cinephile enough to know the difference between a well-shot movie and a well-edited movie. Um, I'm still learning how to determine good and bad actors, which is uh, really uh, hard for me. <laughs> so, I don't know if you can have good um, cinematography without good editing. And I bet you can, because they're technically different things, but I wouldn't be able to yes. give an example. Yeah, I, I feel like maybe that person just had a problem with his choice of editing, uh, more so than the quality of it. Um, because I mean, I, I would assume that maybe part of his issue with the editing aspect was that uh, for almost every murder scene in that movie, it cuts back and forth between like the dudes, like between like the cops freaking out at like the crime scenes not being able to solve it, and it being kind of funny and lighthearted, oh, and then okay. cutting back to the werewolf murdering people, and it's like, well, he's clearly doing that on purpose. It's a juxtaposition between the horror and the comedy of the of the movie, and maybe he hated that aspect of it and thought that it was stupid. There's um, not really any horror I, I, I in that mean, movie, though. Like, So you're cutting back between something that's not strong enough to cut back to. Like, I don't know. Anyway, we don't have to talk about it. I just thought it was interesting that one other person in the universe thought that that movie wasn't good. <laughs> hey, that's and that's okay, because I, 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 I again think that... Um, there's plenty of legitimacy to come from that because I feel like a, a, I think that we've gone back to this or what we what we uh, mentioned last time was a lot of people picked up most people picked up on the same quirks of the movie but some people thought it was purposeful and that it worked and other people thought it was accidental because the guy sucks and that none of it was on purpose and that it was stupid so I and I think that both perspectives are legitimate because like it's just kind of how you how you ended up viewing the movie. And so, yeah, the, I would definitely, if you haven't seen it, you could either end up um, loving it a lot or being like, wow, this movie's really stupid. So know that it could be really stupid. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, sorry, side note there. I just felt like I was like, oh, man, I saw that today. I need to talk about it. Another thing that... No, I'm glad you Another did. trailer that uh, we both watched, uh, it's a Castle Freak remake. And, uh, I mean, I obviously you can understand why I got excited about this. Uh, what do you think about it before I get into why I'm excited about it? <laughs> if you don't understand um, why I'm excited about it, I will 100% start this conversation. You're excited about it because it showed clips in the trailer that promised boobies. No, that's, that's... not. That has le- actually oh, is 0% it. why I'm excited about it. Oh, I thought for sure I nailed it. That I time. mean, I feel like you now I'm not sure if you know. And now, I can't tell if you're trolling me or not. <laughs> um, well, the I mean, I know that what... It was like straight up Lovecraft stuff. Like, they referenced the, like all the Lovecraft stuff, like, verbatim. Which I thought was cool, because that's not... I don't think that's the original Castle Freak, right? Um, I think there are some aspects oh, okay. out of the original that, that do have that element in it. Um, but it's been a long time since I've seen that one. That is not a cult... That is a cult classic, but not one that has aged well for me, personally, that I have watched it, gone back and watched it multiple times since its release. Okay. Um... So that it's been a long time, but I believe that it was based on a sh- on a short story from Lovecraft, uh, the original Castle Freak. Uh, it's, uh, I think it was the Outsider short story. Oh, okay, cool. 
Um, so it does have some of that guy with the crazy face. Like that's the one that I like, and that's all I kind of yep. got when I see it on like Shutter and stuff like that. So and that's all I remember too. Mm. Yeah, but um, yeah, I don't know. This, uh, I mean, from what I remember, it this does look um, very different from the previous iteration of the movie, but or of the story. It makes me want to go back and watch the old one and watch this new one, though, because if it does have that kind of... i got to take that, like, Lovecraft fix where I can get it, so... Yeah, and, and you may be um, you may be disappointed, but you never know. Well, I'll just blame <laughs> you. Back. That's fine. Oh, okay. That's fine. Yeah, tomato, yeah. We, we worked it out before it even <laughs> was an issue. But yes, you're right. Uh, it looks like <laughs> it was influenced by a short story called The Outsider, but I don't think Lovecraft wrote that story. It was someone else, I think. A ghost writer, but oh it was no, you're right. It was HP Lovecraft. Style, right? I'm sorry, it, it was looking oh, okay. at the screenwriter. Oh my bad. <clears throat> All right, uh, so I'm excited about Castle Freak. I think just because I didn't realize what I was missing. Yeah, and um, I guess we'll see like how it turns out. I I feel like it's it's hard to tell how good it will be from the trailer, but mm -hmm. I think it definitely has potential to be pretty awesome. Like I didn't see anything in the trailer that I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, the director of it, I, if I'm recalling correctly, the director of it is somebody who worked on the special effects for Scare Package, which makes me just happy that I knew something that was, it was like seven degrees, the 50 billion degrees of Hollywood. <laughs> the 50 billion degrees of just Scare Package. Yeah, seriously. I feel like all those guys are going out right. and stuff. Drop a, drop a, <laughs> drop a penny and you probably hit somebody that works on Scare Package. Uh, <laughs> so this next movie, or this next trailer that we're excited about, I think, I can say we're both excited about it, is a movie called Chaos Walking. I think everybody's heard about this movie, again, besides Sickle. Um, because <laughs> a long, t this movie was, I I think it was supposed to be out a long time ago. I think it was from like last year and they pushed it or something or it got delayed. But I remember hearing about a movie with Daisy Ridley and uh, uh, Tom Holland. Holland. Yeah. yeah, and so, but it wasn't what I was expected, you know, like, the, I don't think the, the snippets I ever read ever gave it justice, but this movie looks really cool. It's like, planet of all men who wear their hearts on their sleeves, if you will. I don't want to spoil it too much, but then a lady lands on a planet and, you know, just proceeds to mess things up. And not in a bad way, but, like, shake up the culture and things happen, and it looks like it's a sci-fi movie all the way. Like, I don't know if there's any much horror in it, but it's sci-fi. Um. Yeah, it's got a tinge of that, like, that, like, young adult style of, like, yeah. romance and storyline, which I'm not a huge fan of, um, but, but there are examples of that, I feel like, where I ended up really enjoying them, like, Mortal Engines, for example, even though a lot of people hated that movie, I love the world that they built, and I, I really, I was, in, I, I enjoyed the, the world building enough that, the parts that I didn't appreciate very much were okay. I could I could deal with that, and I feel like this one, at the very least, will be that. Like I'm I'm very interested in the world building that they're that they're creating, and I'm like, man, what is going on? Like this is super weird. There's like aliens, but then there's not aliens, and then there's weird psychic abilities that like manifest stuff. It's like what's happening? So like there's enough that even if I'm like, okay, I don't care about whether or not. She's in love with this dude who's, you know, am I, am I, um, team Edward or team Snowden or whatever the other guy's name is. And, you know, I, it, I don't care about that part, but I, I like the rest of it. <laughs> yeah. And like, yeah, you're right. It does have that tinge, but it's got a lot of, yeah, you said this, but it's got a lot of like crazy actors, you actresses and actors you'd never think would have been in it. They're not mentioned by name as something to sell the movie, which is always one of those things like 
we were talking about with the Mandalorian before the podcast, like, you're like, holy hell, that person's playing yeah, that Mads in the Mickelson. Mandalorian, and that's crazy. <laughs> like, yeah. So. Yeah, like, Mads Mikkelsen's in the trailer, and you're like, uh, and you're like, oh, that's awesome. Like, I mean, he looks like he has a pretty big part, too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they don't really mention him as, like, one of the top people, and I thought that was interesting, yeah. but whatever. They didn't want to, they want Brian Cranston Godzilla it. Uh, speaking of Godzilla, I'm going to say it right uh, now since we had talked about it off the cast. I think that the 19, was it 1999 Godzilla? What's the one that everyone hates? 98. 98 yeah, Godzilla 98. is my favorite Godzilla Or 97. Movie, so the... come at me, yeah. internet. Um, yeah, and I'm, I'm with, I'm, I'm with Everett. I, I actually really enjoyed that movie. And I, I think that people, like, took it too seriously, I guess. Like, I feel like it was very self-aware. Like, it knew that it wasn't supposed to be taken and seriously in the honestly, sense that like, I feel like the CG for the time was pretty good if I recall correctly like I thought so too <laughs> I thought so too it is kind of funny when you go back and watch it like I feel like I feel like Godzilla it, itself hung uh, like held its own pretty well mm-hmm. but when the particular scenes that um, are kind of funny to go back and watch um, or when the helicopters are chasing Godzilla through this through New York if you look at the buildings like Godzilla looks good, but if you but you're and you're supposed to be looking at Godzilla, so it's like it makes sense why they wouldn't have put a lot of budget into it. Mm-hmm. But the renderings of the buildings look like the like mid '90s Spider-Man cartoon awesome. CG Sweet. level of like swinging through buildings. Like, oh was, yeah, you're really probably. Bad. I think I remember that now. But I meant Godzilla looks pretty good <laughs> if I recall correctly. But anyway, I, I don't want to so get too deep yeah, into that. I, I just I made myself think of it by saying Brian Cranston as a verb. Um, the <laughs> final movie we're going to talk about, I think, might take a little bit, depending wait, on... Wait, 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 You would prefer that they Brian Cranston, or that you would prefer that they would Matthew Broderick, as opposed to Brian Cranston. I don't know what that means. Matthew Broderick's in the I know, but what, is that, what does it mean? Does it mean he carried the movie, or it, like... It, it, uh, sure. No, but, but I mean, like, funny. Brian, being by Brian Cranston is like where you have Brian Cranston on the on the name <laughs> and then he dies in the first no, 15 I get minutes. It. Okay. No, I get it. Spoilers. No, I, no, I just I, my joke wasn't good, but they, I just was <laughs> trying to relate the two. You can't just um, escape no, the you're, joke you're, because you think it's not good. You have to explain it still. <laughs> Your Brian Cranston joke was good. Let's just leave it at that. Okay, that cool. one that one was legit. Tomato tomorrow. Okay. Um so the last <laughs> one we're going to talk about maybe quick, maybe long, so that's why I saved it for last. So there's a movie coming out and it's got some people in it. Um, the people in it, I'm not really sure I want to name or talk about. I just feel like that there's people in it I wouldn't have expected to be in a movie like this based off of what I think about this movie coming out. So, movie, uh, enough suspense built. The movie's called Songbird. <laughs> and I'm probably sure a lot of people have probably heard about it by now. Um, but it's a movie that's basically a common... It's not about songs or no, birds. No, it is not. I mean, maybe it is. The Songbird thing, or, isn't that like the or whole... The- like you're in a mind. or the mutant, <laughs> or not the mutant, but the superhero. It's not. It's not about the superheroine either. Or right? the alien, or the you know mythical creature. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> it's about a pandemic, global pandemic, where uh, the world's been turned into like a lockdown state. It's basically what would happen if like the coronavirus got uh, like super aggressive and also started to make you go crazy when you had it. Conveniently, they also named the virus in the movie COVID-23, which I thought was a little bit on point. 
and on a, that's a little heavy and a little heavy-handed uh, heavy considering we still have people in the united states dying from covid uh it's kind of a little bit uncouth to like in my here i'll just give my two cents opinion i don't think this movie should be released right now uh and i just never felt that about a movie before politically so i'm like not really sure how to how to process that feeling <laughs> yeah and and i feel like um yeah, I, I definitely agree with you for that. I feel like it's insensitive. It's like an insensitive time to try to make a movie like this. That it's like... Try to well, make it's like completely pan- done. Like it, oh, no, completely yeah. done. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, just like pandering... It's like you're trying to pander to... I don't know what, what audience you're trying to pander to. Because like it's like it's it was like a misguided attempt to pander to horror fans? I, I, sci-fi fans? I don't know. Because... Like, I feel like if you're legitimately scared, like, you're legitimately worried about uh, COVID and, like, what what it's doing to the world and to people, then it's like, well, oh, man, I got to get my horror fix by bumping that scare up to 11. Like, I I don't think you need that. I I feel like um, one of the things that Ifrit and I were discussing was that, like, you know, part of horror for me is... The idea that it, it, it can be kind of this cathartic experience of, like, I'm conquering uh, fears and conquering, like, these, um, the the scares of, of this, like, false reality on, on screen. And that, like, even though there are some that, like, do pull in a lot of elements of reality, especially, like, slashers, um, like, you're still, like, you're conquering it along with, like, the, the heroines and the, and the heroes of the story and, um, and, like there's that cathartic experience and that disconnect from reality. So then like when you're having to fight reality, it kind of gives you this extra bump. Like, Hey, I, you know, I'm, I can fight through this stuff, you know? And like when you're hitting it so hard on the nose of like things that, um, like if said that, like, you know, we're, we're, we're having to deal with a lot of tragedies of this actual reality and you're trying to make some level of like entertainment value out of it. It's not making the right impact. And, Let's, like. Yeah, so let's even get down to the brass tacks of it. Like, Michael Bay made this movie. That's cool. I mean, I don't care either way. Michael Bay makes movies I watch sometimes. But this is clearly <laughs> an exploitation movie. Like, mm-hmm. there's no questions at all about how heavy-handed, um, tone-deaf, and, like, exploitive having a movie about a pandemic is during a pandemic. Like, we're all going through this. We don't need a thriller about the current world that we're going through. Like, it's already a thriller in the real world. Like, yeah. And it's just like, it's just, it's just stupid. Like, I'm saying like a lot. I'm sorry. Uh, not good podcast (laughs) fodder, but I'm just really frustrated with this. It seems so stupid and ill thought through. And I don't understand any justification for why you would make a movie like that. I mean, obviously a movie like this was going to be made, but we've seen movies that, were made about things that were currently happening similar to a time that they're happening in. Yeah, I wouldn't even say that the the the, the episode of the Twilight Zone, it's called Wunderkind, where a child is the president, and they are talking about what happens when an, a person who shouldn't be president is president. That's very clearly talking about a very certain individual, regardless of what you think <laughs> it's talking about. Was not as exploitative. Obama, and, right? Yeah, exploitative and. <laughs> Uh, tone deaf as what this movie's trying to do. Like, stick to your Transformers yeah. movies, dog. Like, don't try to make social commentary. I mean, do whatever you want. You're an artist, but just f off. Sorry, I'm I'm done. I'm done. 
just okay it's just so everybody's aware you know i don't know how well um sarcasm translates over recordings i obviously know it wasn't talking about obama yeah uh, now you're, it's too late it's already on record ah uh, crap right, well <laughs> uh yeah, so I probably don't won't see this. It's a movie about a pandemic, and there's people who are immune and people who aren't, and the people who aren't immune, if they get sick, they get pulled out of their houses and probably killed. I don't care. <laughs> I can't care less about this movie. Yeah, and, and I feel like, you know, to give, like, a, a, a another perspective angle on that, like, I, I've, I constantly have, um, especially when, uh, you know, we were first dealing with the COVID experience um, early on, that I was recalling a lot of elements from like the movie Contagion, um, which was um, was in my opinion uh, scary accurate to a lot of things that we were dealing with early on mm-hmm. um, in some regards, and and like it was, and that's an example of like a cathartic experience of where, uh, where I was able to like recall this movie that I saw that was fiction, and being able to be like, hey, you know what, we got to make sure that we. You know, we can take lessons from these movies and be like, hey, we got to stay level-headed um, and we, we need to be there for each other and not try to be there only for ourselves because um, I feel like that was the inevitable lesson to be gained that you could gain from Contagion. Um, but, like, to also just be aware that, like, there are politics that come along with that and that we should be wary of that, you know, that there are going to be people in power that may, may move some things around and make some decisions that we may not be comfortable with. And, like... You know, I was able to, like, kind of recall that. And that movie wasn't made insensitively. Like, it was made as, like, you know, like, hey, this could be something that, that could happen. We should, you know, be aware of it. Like, you know, there were some legitimacies in that movie of, like, hey, the FEMA is set up to, like, but it wasn't legitimately set up. handle a, a situation. This it way. wasn't set up huh? as, like, a legit actual future, which is what no. you're getting at. I, and I'm just trying to come to a head on it. It's, yeah. like, you're not, Sorry. you're no. not, like... The contagion wasn't a virus called COVID-17 because it was set in before COVID-19. Or, like, it wasn't called, like, the 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 wine flu or whenever that movie came out, 2011. <laughs> I don't know what was going on, bird flu, uh, the, the penguin flu. It doesn't matter. It yeah. didn't try to do it that way. It wasn't that yes. lazy about it, right? And, in fact, I agree, like, yeah. I think that we had a bunch of movies that we were going to talk about with coronavirus, and uh, it was, like, it almost, it never really came up, and it kind of seemed like it wasn't appropriate, but F that, I want to talk about movies you should watch that are that are contagion-based or, in, you know, infection-based that you should watch instead of Songbird. Contagion being one of them, obviously. It's very educational, right? Um, mm-hmm. We have the movies that are kind of, like, weird ones, like 28 Days Later, 28 Weeks Later, 28... Uh, Years later, what's the last one? 28, 28 <laughs> minutes later? I think it's just the two. Oh, okay. 28 I days there was and 28 weeks, yeah. But yeah, those ones are about virus, rage virus, and it's different, you know? It's not something that we've experienced, so it doesn't feel as topical and tone deaf if it came out right now. It's like more like a zombie apocalypse movie, but still technically not. Um, but it still has some of the kind of like post-epidemic survival stuff. So that one's not super similar to like what it would be like now if this virus was happening so that way you don't have to like think about it while you're watching it <laughs> um yeah quarantine like classic right yeah uh, classic monkey virus like maybe a little bit too soon but i don't know it's classic uh i guess this virus is start about monkeys so there's if it depends on how sensitive <laughs> you are pony pool is a really cool one that kind of takes uh, an infection and turns it on its head um, it has some really mm-hmm. interesting ways that it deals with what's happening with the uh, 
virus, air quotes, that I'm doing right now, you can't see going around. Um, and that one I think you should see regardless if, if you want to watch a virus movie or not. Pawnee Pool is great. Um, yeah, very underrated I love that movie. A movie. Uh, movie that I'll even suggest over Songbird, even though I hated it, was It Comes at Night. Um, <laughs> because it, it kind of does have that kind of like at-home, stay-at-home quarantine feel. And um, I don't actually know if it's cathartic at all, but... Um, it doesn't do it. It doesn't handle it in such a way that you feel like you're living through what you live through every day in that movie. So, um, it's true. It's more of like a story of, of, I I feel like, you know, trust versus paranoia mm -hmm. and like, what, what it like, are you willing to, to help others in a certain situation or are you going to only, but, or are you going to be focusing on just caring for your family? Like it, it kind of tackles some moral ground, um, um, some kind of moral ambiguity that could happen in, in a situation like that. Yep. Um, but and then we have a, not in a fun way. Yeah. Not in a fun way, but, uh, we, and then we have a, the ground zero movie. So cabin fever, like people get infected and, mm -hmm. uh, and have to deal with it. And that one's more of just kind of like a gore fest, which is, it's great. Yeah. It's, it's got the guy from boy meets <laughs> world in it. Yeah. You know, Sean, mm -hmm. I don't know his, the actor's real name. <laughs> Who does? Um, <laughs> but yeah, so don't, do whatever you want. I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'm not going to see Songbird. I think it's uh, really stupid. Yeah, I can't disagree with that. And um, yeah, I mean, I'm like, I'm like, different. I, I don't think that you're that. that I mean, they made the movie. Um, people are going to watch it, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But it's just not. A, it's not up our alley. Um, like our style, or the you know the approach that they took on that. Michael Bay. It is like, what it is. I don't know. I'd watch a Michael Bay horror movie if it wasn't about like my own life <laughs> yeah but i i feel like that that one's going to be devoid of the necessary explosions it would need to like disconnect it from reality and i don't know that i'm gonna like stop watching michael bay movies because of it i just think this is stupid like no, no. like i'm gonna watch no, a transformers yeah. movie if he makes another one for sure and i love no, no and, and we're not about to start some kind of like you know like boycott train here like that's that's not that's not what we're about give your thoughts but yeah exactly but uh, thanks for listening, um, and uh, like, comment, subscribe, tell us how much you disagree with us, uh, or agree with us, I guess, if you do. Um, and we'll see you next time. See ya.